All right, this morning, I there's so much stuff on this on this thing. I'm not going through all this, so don't get nervous. I'm just going to talk about the first few things at the top, because the bottom, those six things at the bottom, are pretty self-explanatory. You know, we've been talking about the ultimate lifestyle. That's what I called this series. This for three weeks, we had Joel. Uh, actually, between week one and week two, Joel came and ministered. And uh, but it's been three weeks we've been on this. We talked about faith, hope, and today we're going to talk about love. And the thing is, is the Bible tells us in Corinthians, First Corinthians. Uh, 13 is probably the, it's the love chapter. We're very familiar with the love chapter. You know, if you want to know what, uh, matter of fact, I, I remember reading this years ago, and, um, or a couple of years ago, and I remember as I was reading that, because I'm, I'm asking the question, what is love? What is love? You know, it's like, because I love tacos, and I love baseball, and I love, you know, God. And it just doesn't seem to be really a, a, a across-the-board correlation it's like, I, I think I love God way more than I love tacos, and I really love tacos. But I'm just saying, so do we, do we find love as being kind of watered down? Can we see it as something that's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I love that. Oh, I love iced tea. Oh, I love lattes and whatever. And those are true, but there's a lot of different words for love and a lot of different levels or, or expressions of love and the kind of love that we're talking about today is the God kind of love. When I do weddings, I will always, you know, go through and I'll read some verses and I'll talk and I'll say, the only way that a marriage can last a lifetime is it has to be filled with the God kind of love. Well, what's the God kind of love? Isn't that just love? I'm a oh, love. I love well, you know what? The thing is, the God kind of love is not a love that's filled with feelings. And let me just, uh, there, there's a couple of misconceptions about love. And uh, so let me just kind of talk about those. Number one, love, this is a misconception. Love is a feeling. Love is not a feeling. It has feelings. Sure it does. You know what? We, we, we feel the, the flutter. We feel the, the, the uh, emotional rush. We feel all that. Uh, in, in certain kinds of love. But let me tell you this, that when the Bible says that God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son, I guarantee you it wasn't a flutter of, oh, I'm so, I'm so excited about this. You know what? It wasn't that kind of love. It was a love that saw a need and it stepped in to meet it. He stepped in to meet it. And so love is not a feeling in itself. It can have feelings, but it's not a feeling. If love is a feeling, then we're in trouble. Because feelings are fickle, and feelings change depending on the weather. Yeah, you get it to be about 118 degrees around the earth with about 73% humidity, and we feel different about life. We feel different about everything. But you give us one of those 72-degree days with a little light breeze, a little, you know, man, it's like, man, I love every, I love life. I love this day. Feelings can be very, very fickle. And so, uh, you know, love is not a, it's not a, a feeling. And love, people say that they, they act as though love is uncontrollable. Oh, I just, I'm in love, I fell in love, I can't help myself. Wrong. Or they'll say, oh, I just don't, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't love him anymore. I don't love him. I don't love her anymore. Really? Because that's, love is not, love is totally controllable. It's totally controllable. It's not one of those things that's like, it can, you know, it just, kind of waves and we just kind of go with it. love is not uncontrollable it's it's very very 
controllable. So what is love? We'll look at this, and it's already down on your, your paper, there, paper there, number one. Uh, love is a choice. It is a choice. We choose to love. We choose. It's not something that, that basically, well, you know, I'm not feeling it, or, well, I don't know, it's just not, I don't have the get up and go to do it. It's a choice. Uh, actually, Colossians tells us in Colossians 3, verse 14, it says, over all these virtues, and he'd been talking about things that, that Christians, he says, above all, everything, he says, put on love. We were singing earlier about the garment of praise. The garment of praise. You know what? I don't feel like praising, but you know what I have to do? I got to put that garment of praise on, and I got to say, God, you're worthy. And the inside, I'm going, oh, not towards God, just towards whatever I feel like, because praise and love, and serving God is a choice. Love is a choice. We make the choice against feelings. I heard a guy say one time, we make decisions against ourself. Because myself sometimes wants to do this and doesn't want to do that. But the thing is, is that's what maybe God is instructing me to do. When Jesus went to the cross, I guarantee you, he didn't have butterflies in his heart so excited he couldn't wait he made a choice. He put on love for the sake of others. And that's what love is. Love, that's what love does. It's a choice. And, and number two, actually, there was a song. I was, I was actually driving around a couple days ago, and uh, I heard this Ray Charles song, and he says, I can't stop loving you. You know the song. I can't stop loving you. And the second line is so right. He says, I've made up my mind. That's what love is. Love is a mind that we make up. I make a choice. I make my mind up. Yep. I'm going to love. Do you, do you, do you, are you feeling it? What's that got to do with it? It's a choice. It's an absolute choice. Okay, number two uh, on love is an action. It's not just a choice. It's an action because I can choose love. I choose love. But then I got to begin to step into it. I got to begin to act on what I say. First John verse 3, 18, it says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions, by how we act, by how we move, by how we do life. I've made a choice to love. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm not... Seeing it, well, you love, you don't see love. Love is just, your love is in the air. No, it might be, but, but really it's, it's an action. When, when, I, when I'm talking to you this morning about our missions projects, or our missions partnerships, our missions works that we do, I guarantee you the monies that you have given over the last years, you could have found something else that you could have done with that. I know it. I know without a doubt. But you made a choice. And you took action. And you have given. And here's the thing. God will bring those type of decisions and those type of choices back. He'll bring them back to us on every way. He brings them back over and over and over. And so the Bible tells us 16 times in the, in the New Testament, love one another. I don't feel it. Make a choice. We make a choice. We make a decision against ourselves. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 
says, Jesus replied. Now, this was, he had been asked by some, some religious leaders, what's the most important commandment? And I'm sure he was probably expecting Jesus to say, well, thou shalt not kill. That's a biggie. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, and you know what? You really shouldn't lie and bear false witness. Oh, yeah, but let me decide here. He says, no, he didn't say that. This is what he said. He actually, he actually gave a synopsis of the, of, of the law of Moses. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. That's it. That's it. But if we don't understand what love is, we'll wait for feelings to happen. It's like I'm just not feeling it. You know, I remember, Joe, remember when we went to India? I think it was in, I don't remember, 2009? I don't remember when, when we went. But it was a while back. And I think, I don't know if I told you, I probably did because I'm pretty verbal about my feelings sometimes. I didn't want to go. I've been there before. I didn't want to go. Why? Because it's not fun. Not that I go places because it's fun, but I'm just saying the time I was there before, it really was not fun. It was really, really awkward and uncomfortable and, 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 and kind of miserable, just to be honest. But you know what? I love the people. I love Ron, and I love, you know, Bijou and Binu, and I love the people that we connected with while we're there. But the thing is, is like everything else is just, I'm just talking as feelings. Unless, oh, now you never do this. So look at me. Don't look at me like that. You never do this, right? We all do this. But I can remember I didn't want to go, but I knew I had to go. And so I had to suck it up and make a decision and take action and go. And I want you to know it really changed my life like it always does. When we go into situations that we know we're supposed to go, we know we're supposed to step into a situation so, God, how do I love you? I want you to go to the people that it's really hard for you to go to. Is anybody else up there? I don't really want to go to people that I don't really like. I'm not saying I don't like Indian people. I'm just using that as an analogy. It wasn't about the people. It was about the circumstances and the difficulties. And there were some people there that made it a little hard, too. But the thing is, love is not feelings and love is not uncontrollable. Love is totally controllable. And love is totally a decision. And love is totally a choice. And it requires us to take action. And so the way we do that, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go through all these verses or all these different things because you've got them down there. But let me just kind of wrap up with this this morning. And I'll point out a couple things on the end here, literally. So, Jordan, if you want to come, keep me honest here, bro. You know, John 3.16, we're familiar with this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. But I want you to know, if, if we use the definition, if we use the definition that, that is a misconception of love, that love is a feeling and love is uncontrollable, then maybe... First John might, or uh, John 3.16 might read like this. God saw our helpless condition 
and, and chose to send, uh, and basically his one and only son to lay down his life. Actually, that's not, here, here's the one. Because God had such a rush of feelings, he looked at the world and he had this rush of feelings, and he had no choice. So he sent his one and only son to be tormented and beaten on the cross because he had a rush of emotion. That's not what happened. God saw our need, and he made a decision. He made a choice on our behalf. And the thing is, is as Christians, we live in this world, and, and I think sometimes we divvy out the love based on how we feel about certain people in certain situations. We give it out based on, I, I just, I, I can't control myself when I get in that environment. It's just like I can't make myself go there. I can't make myself do this. I'm just going to hit these things and I'm going to go forth. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to the last page so I don't get tended to read them all and preach these through these because you have them all. Number one, love accepts others unconditionally. That's what Jesus did. He unconditionally accepted us. Unconditionally. He knows the worst thing about me and he still chose me. And he still accepted me. That's the kind of God that we serve. Love commits itself personally. It's personally involved. God didn't, God didn't send an angel. He sent his son. And in fact, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, three in one, Jesus was God. Explain that one, I can't. But I do know this. God got personally involved. God, we, we have to be willing to get personally involved. Let me tell you how you change people's lives. You get involved in it. And you don't start making them do things. You begin to speak into their life. I remember Pastor Master used to say, you need to speak where you want to go. Preach where you want to go. Don't just, don't just call attention to what's not happening and what's not good. Because we're all good at that. But we need to speak. You want to change your uh, a spouse? You want to change your child? You want to change a family member? You want to be able to be a force for change? Speak into their life. Get involved and begin to speak encouragement, which is actually the next one. Encourage others. Okay? The, the fourth one is serve others cheerfully. Well, I got to. Okay. You ever sounded like that? <laughs> Serve others cheerfully. There's verses there. You can take time to read those verses. Forgive others freely. Well, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to forget it. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's kind of like, got your arm. I'm going to forgive you, but I'm not going to let you go. We forgive freely. That's how God forgave us, freely. And the last one is we share Christ verbally. We open our mouths and we share the hope that we have in our life. You know, I don't know about you, but I there's times, especially in, in, in difficulties, in times of difficulty like we've been going through in this country, um, there's times that I feel kind of guilty because I have hope. And I'm thinking, you know what? When this life is over, I'm going to a better place. When this, when, when we're done here, I'm going to a better place. 
Maybe what I need to do instead of feeling guilty, maybe I need to find somebody to share the hope that I have because there's people that live hopeless existences. They live a hopeless existence. Let me tell you what love is. Love shares openly and verbally the hope that we have. That's what love does. Even if we might get rejected, even if we might be turned away, even if we might be criticized and spoken ugly of, love opens its mouth and talks about the hope that we have. And there's people around us that you might even think, well, well, surely they know, maybe not. There's times that people will come to me and they'll, they will share the hope that they have and it encourages me. Well, but you're, you're the pastor. It's like, it doesn't matter. We need to share with one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to open our mouths and cheerfully get involved in one another's life as we are able. There's a scripture there that says, if at all possible, if at all possible, keep the peace. Live at peace with all men. If it, as much as it is up to you, obviously I can't do anything about other people, but I have to make a decision to be at peace because it's my choice. I have the ability. I will do my part to live at peace. Let's pray. 